Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The podcast. the podcast where where three friends, three friends. Chug, <laughs> chug wine chat true chat, crime will and grace <laughs> and unleash their worst, worst minnesota, minnesota accents <laughs> unrehearsed that if you can fun. believe it you guys if you can believe it we did not rehearse that. We ad-libbed that whole Unrehearsed, thing. <laughs> but pre-gamed a, a touch. <laughs> a touch. A snitch. Um, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. <coughs> I'm dying. God damn mm. it. <laughs> and I'm Amanda. Every time. And uh, this week, we have a, a fan pick Ooh. episode topic. Woo, 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 woo. Um, Super exciting. So, if you don't know, uh, people who are supporting uh, the podcast on Patreon at the highest tier level, mm-hmm. which is $25 a month or more, first of all, you are goddamn saints. Yep. Saints. Thank you so fucking much. Um, secondly, you get to pick an episode topic and or case and or wine, assuming we can procure that wine in Minnesota. Mm. And uh, this week... Our fan pick is brought to us by Jordan Bulker and her mother Sandy. We yes. Love it when the we moms get involved. So the cutest mother daughter listening duo ever. <laughs> so cute. Oh my God, how cute is that? Mm-hmm. Um, my mom Jordan doesn't is listen. One of our, my mom does not listen. She my listens mom does. Like, Hi, mom. She's on episode like 10, maybe. Yeah, she's working her way through them. <laughs> my mom's a Jersey gal, so she has to take long drives to work. Mm, so she mm. listens to the dulcet tones of our voices <laughs> our way to and fro the professional environment. My mom literally drives my- all day for her job, and she still doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's excuse is that she lives with my grandfather to take care of him, and mm-hmm. she's petrified of him hearing us and then finding out what I do. (laughs) Poppy, he'd be proud. I know. My poppy would be so confused. Whenever I come home to visit, he's like, (laughs) we just try so hard to avoid telling him what I do. (laughs) Where you live. She works with women. (laughs) (laughs) She's a small business owner. That's it. I'm a small business owner. I sell merch branded merchandise. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he did. Yeah. So that's what he did for years and years. You anyway, were following okay, the just, family name. We're just ranting about my grandfather. Okay. So <laughs> the topic of this episode brought to you by Jordan Bulker and her mother Sandy is Evil Twins. Yeah. This topic is amazing and I fucking <laughs> love it. I had Thank so you, much Jordan fun researching my case, you guys. It's pretty It's pretty great. I'm really excited about this episode. Amanda, mm-hmm. what is our wine crime pairing? We, today, are drinking Kin and Country 
Primitivo Woo! from Wink Wine Club. Yeah. If Hell you yeah. are not already a member of Wink Wine Club, it is an online wine club <laughs> where <laughs> you can where we wink. Where we wink. Um, you can choose from hundreds of varietals that they offer. Uh, you have to be 21 or more older to participate, obviously. <laughs> but, or, more older. or more older. I'm tired. <laughs> so you head to their website. Uh, you can go to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash G-A-L-S. <laughs> and you'll get 20 bucks off your first order. And if it's your first time visiting, it's going to prompt you to take like a little taste quiz, sort of like a little mini BuzzFeed quiz that can help narrow down some suggestions that they can give to you. Um, You don't have to go with any of their suggested bottles. You can just search through their inventory. It's all like small batch, beautiful wines from a lot of different places around the world, but a lot are coming out of California. And I know we've been talking Mm -hmm. about this a lot, but those devastating wildfires have literally just been getting worse each week. And a lot of winemakers out of California and a lot of just businesses out of California are encouraging people throughout the country to buy California wine because it puts more money back into their economy, which they're desperately going to need to recover from all of the damage, which is crazy. Um, So we're just doing our part. Do your part. part. Mm -hmm. Save your own rabbit. Yes. But that video is so cute. I can't believe that guy caught a wild rabbit like that. I know. He must have been moving slow. Fuck you're talking. There's like a viral video of a a guy who like stopped on the highway because he saw a wild rabbit like trying to escape the flames that are right fucking there. Mm -hmm. And so you could just see like the silhouette of this guy grabbing a rabbit. My case is kind of the mirror opposite of that, but we'll get to it. The evil twin of that. Oh. Yeah, my case is the evil twin of that. Okay. Right, it's about a rabbit? That's weird. Um, a rabbit, a rabbit yeah. catching a guy in That's an ice storm. Crazy. Okay, well, this bottle... <laughs> no, that was definitely not nearly funny enough to get a squeal out of Kenya. Let her have it. Nope. Swallow. I can't. I cannot sign off on this. <laughs> Take it yep. down. <laughs> A notch. <laughs> Lucy is not that funny. Okay. This particular <laughs> bottle I'm that is medium bodied, 15% ABV. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Um, it has hints, it of, for two. hints of allspice, dark <laughs> cherry, and mint. And funny, exciting, not that exciting fact Primitivo and Zinfandel are actually clones of the same Croatian grape with a name that was all consonants that I'm not even going to try to pronounce because I didn't even put it in my notes. And in many parts of the world are considered interchangeable. But there are some subtle differences. Primitivo hails from Italy, while Zinfandel is pretty much distinctly Californian. And Primitivo is slightly lesser known and can trace its lineage thousands of years into wow. ancient Italy, yeah. When planted side by side, they produce grapes of differing sizes, color, and bunch density. Mm. Oh, but bunch the wines density. that they produce are similar enough that in the United States, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms is considering a proposal to allow Italian Primitivo to be labeled as Zinfandel. That's not the case yet, but they're working on it. Um, but Primitivo is a cooler word. I know, I agree. But... I don't know. 
Whatever. Uh, Primitivo still thrives in its OG growing location of Apulia, which is a tiny region right in Italy's boot. Oh, right, yeah, in, the right in the boot. And um, like the heel of the boot? You know? I'm not 100% or in the sure. Toe? Or in the toe? The arch? I didn't, <laughs> the pad? I assumed you wouldn't ask, and that was a mistake on my part. <laughs> so I did not consult Let's a map. Let's get to the bottom of this. I'll let y'all yeah. Google that while I wrap up these notes. Um, this region is so amicable for growing that it's known for massive production of primarily common varietals that then get shipped north for blending with other wines. So to kind of put all that in perspective, this region only clocks in at about 7,500 square miles and produces more wine than the entire continent of Australia, which, again, for some perspective, the Australian wine industry is the world's fourth largest exporter of wine with approximately 750 million liters a year. Hell yeah. To the international export market, and this tiny region produces more wine than that. Damn. Yep. So cool. So, are you ready to pop this open? Pop it. Yeah. I remember last week when I went through the notes and then we just forgot to pop. <laughs> forgot to pop. <laughs> it's I, literally our I catchphrase remember. and we just forgot. <laughs> We're tired. Okay, I, I ate a hot dog the other day and I got a rolled of nice pop out of that first bite of the hot dog. Ick. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I love a I good I too and that's why I'm gagging. Okay, mm-hmm. ready? Yep. Oh, oh, nice. That was nice. nice. Pap. Yeah. Oh, cool. I forgot pop. a glass, so I'm taking a <laughs> pull of this directly from the bottle. Because <laughs> why not? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, ladies. Oh, that's fucking Cheers. good. Cheers. A chills. A chills. I don't have a glass to clink, so I'm just holding my bottle. I That's clinked fine. my pop filter. Oh, I love that. <gasps> nice, nice pop, pop. filter. Okay. <laughs> nice pop filter. Take it away, laugh. Podcasters out there. All right. Yeah. I got some background wow. on twins. Ooh. Let's do it. A little bit of psych. So I was mostly expecting, well, okay. So I did research on like twins as a trope, like twins in mythology and literature. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. So the trope of the evil twin has been around for freaking ever. Uh, some historians think that it began with the Zoroastrian religion. Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism. Perfect. Nailed it. It was <laughs> this religion kind of was in the Middle East, uh, dating back Iran, right? Persia. Persia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that general area. Dating back mm-hmm. to 2000 BC, so for fucking ever ago. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. incorporated a lot of what we would now call cosmology. So a lot of, you know, planetary. Makeup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fake eyelashes. So. Contouring. <laughs> Lip liner. Yeah. They were the fathers of... <laughs> Bronzer. <laughs> the grandfathers of the contour. In the Bronzer oh Age. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lucy's funny. She can have it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Ooh. because they were, okay, they were kind of the first group to create rules and myths about duality. And actually for that 
matter free will as well, which plays a part in the evil twin trope. So mm. these oh, concepts okay. that we kind of like take for granted in literature and just like let you know philosophy and life, it really started with these with these dudes and dudettes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they were also the ones that uh, came up with the idea of heaven and hell, for example. So like very basic, oh. basic principles. Ah. Um, the Zoroastrianism view of the world is actually a result of a good and an evil twin. So their mythology goes that God tried to create the world with one seed, but that didn't work. So he tried it with two seeds, and that did work. So these two mm. twins began to grow together inside a cosmic egg. Which so and then they did they split into like the Earth and the Moon, or something that doesn't make any fucking sense. Um. <laughs> Well, the evil twin got, like, claustrophobic inside this cosmic egg and tore his way out. And I guess, like, he spilled out the earth out of the tear. So the, okay. there's this new earth that came out of the cosmic egg, which is, like, the universe. I'm so glad we have science now. Do we? <laughs> yeah. Most it of us do. a lot more plausible we'll never than really the other major world religion. You're totally right. So, to me, it's I don't know. Earth just kind of spilled same. out of a cosmic egg. Yeah. Shiva danced and sweat droplets flew off and created the stars. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So God got pissed that they ripped his cosmic egg, so he cool killed toy. the good twin that was still inside the what? egg and scattered his remains on this new earth, and the remains created fertile land and created life on earth. So okay. what happened to the evil twin? He, like, got away. I don't know. Made the other <laughs> we planets. We don't know where he is. He's still at large. He's at large. <laughs> <laughs> he is cosmically at large. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so Earth today, in their worldview, is a result of both good and evil. And, that makes um, sense. I also personally do some copy editing on a Navajo language magazine. Long mm-hmm. story short. Oh, Shout out. I didn't know it's that. It's called Leading the Way. It's wonderful. Cool. Um, nice. So I know that lots of Native American tribes, including Navajo, have all, they also have deities in the form of twins. <laughs> and a lot of the, uh, one of the twins in the Navajo culture, um, set of twins, like go on adventures together. So like cool. they travel that around. Like it's like a, a really great comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what they're called. One of them's like Monster Slayer, and one of them's like Born for Water or something Dude. like that. Cool. It's like a boy and a Very girl. Cool. Anyway, <clears throat> there are lots of twins in Greek mythology, like Apollo and Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in literature, the evil twin idea appears in Beowulf, which we all know is, like, the oldest poem in Old English. And the most are... hated poem from my English class. <laughs> in 11th grade in 11th English. In 11th grade English, It's yep. so long, and it's not even that good. It's so it's boring. I, I thought it was going to be completely. about a wolf. <laughs> I did learn what chain mail was. I was Like, apart from writing letters to your friends. <laughs> to find that it was not... About a wolf. About a wolf. <laughs> Still bitter. Um, uh, I was gone. I didn't get it. Uh, I took an entire semester class on it in college. It was the worst. Why? Oh my god. Well, it was a class on early modernity, but, but it was mostly about Beowulf. Early I got maternity? Modernity. I got to use the oh. word slut bag in my final essay, though. That was fun. Oh, 
Worth it. Yep. <laughs> I got an A minus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh there was also God. an evil twin, as we know, in the famous Leonardo DiCaprio epic film, The Man in the Iron Mask. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's also an evil twin in The Three Musketeers. Never read that. I only know about it because of Wishbone. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> English major right here. Yeah. Uh, later, the evil twin makes an appearances in Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman comics. Oh. Okay. Don't know a lot about that either. Wasn't too into no comics. No jack all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, oh you guys, God. I have a funny little sore. When I was like (laughs) six or seven, I found it really fun and entertaining to slide down the carpeted stairs backwards. So like my shirt would lift up and I didn't realize how bad of a rug burn I was getting until like my 20th slide down. So my dad got me a bunch of Batman comic books while I laid on the couch and just wept quietly with an ice pack on my stomach for like three days. Oh, honey. (laughs) So Batman reminds me of serious rug burn on my stomach. Oh my god! Not the best association. Nope. Weeping quietly. I love it. Oh my god. Poor baby muffin. That's that's how old you were when we became friends. I know. That's your that's your like well, mental level. Oh it was god. in my old house. Friends. It was a little before that. It was in my old house, but yeah, yeah. Headbands were involved for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, in TV, there's always an evil twin in the first like 600 seasons of soap operas, like All My yep. Children. Always. Yep. Doctor yep. Spock has an evil twin in an episode of Star Trek. And the Dr. Drake Ramore. Oh! Drake? That's from Friends. Don't worry oh, about it. from Friends. It's a Friends reference. Oh, okay. Um, the evil twin in literature is frequently deformed, has facial hair, like a goatee. Oh, oh God, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, on that note, I, saw, I heard a reference to evil David Hasselhoff, so Amazing. I Googled that. And he has an evil twin in Knight Rider. And mm. I put a picture of evil David Hasselhoff on the drive, and it's just oh him making this fucking ah. face with a goatee. <laughs> ah. And perfectly round hair. It's yeah, amazing. That fro is unbelievable. His crazy <laughs> eyes are crazy. I know. Yeah. That's He's, the evil is twin. Is he a better actor than we thought? No, honey, no. No. <laughs> He's probably just real coked out in this particular photo. <laughs> Uh, so the evil twin has like frequently some physical handicapped or is like more pale than the good Uh-oh. guy. Lucy. I know, right? I know, I know, I know. Taking a lot of boxes on this episode. I have a, t- <laughs> I have like a tan doppelganger out there somewhere that's like my good twin. I don't trust it. I do my not trust it. My tan blonde doppelganger. Uh-huh. I'm gonna stick with the evil twin. <laughs> I don't trust anyone with a tan, like especially in the winter. Oh, How are no. you getting that? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm, so me right. Um, you're standing in a booth in your nethers. Mm-hmm. Here's a <laughs> Sometimes you just need some vitamin D, okay? I mean, been there, but yeah. But my tan- tanning booths, tans do not stick with me. They do mm-hmm. not. I need no, the spray. No, they're gone within like 36 hours. Give me I the spray. I prefer the spray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I've got a quote by a guy named Chris Siebold in writing about Apple versus Microsoft. I thought this oh was kind God. of an interesting evil twin comparison. Uh, he or she, I guess, Chris, says, <clears throat> you can't go to the evil twin school of plotting very often if you're a hack writing your way through Hollywood, but once you do, it's thankfully easy. You slap a goatee on somebody, um, <laughs> and the rest is history, I'm told. Uh, it writes itself. So if you're a Hollywood writer and you can only go to the well once or twice in the life of a show, how come Microsoft can be evil and Apple be angelic all of the time? And even worse, why is Microsoft defying convention and refusing to use a Mac logo with a goatee? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. He or she has a good point with that. I love it. Um, also okay. referenced when I was Googling around about evil twins, Venus is sometimes referred to as Earth's evil twin because the two oh. planets are alike twins. They have the same size, the same mass. They're right next to each other, but they're also very opposite. For example, Venus is around 863 degrees Fahrenheit, and the mm. atmospheric Hot. pressure is 93 times that of Earth's. And the I atmos- would not like that. No, my so hair would be like frizzing to oblivion. Frizzing to oblivion. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but is it so? Th- does that mean that the atmospheric pressure? Does that mean that there's? Oh my god, I don't know anything about science, you guys. It this means going to so go so poorly. Like Let the, her walk through it. The deeper, <laughs> like if you're underwater, the deeper you go down underwater, the higher the atmospheric pressure is. If that answers so it's your question, not the same thing as gravity. It is not the same as gravity. It's not even close. You we think we'll never know woman. for sure. There's no way to we know. We can never know. There's no way to know for sure. But yeah, present theory is. Okay. Right. We speculate that it's different from gravity. I got, I got so many offers online after that to episode. To teach aired. you. To teach me about science. <laughs> You're like, like no. no. That's okay. literally the last thing I want. <laughs> but thank you. So I appreciate that you are all so, so much smarter than me. I recognize that, and that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, it's too late for me. Yeah. Le- it's just too go late. On, leave me. Leave me behind. Just, yeah. I'll Wander see you in the next life. Probably. In the void of scientific knowledge. Okay. Yep. Um, So a little bit about twin psychology, psychologically. It's a common theory that twins have two sets of identities, one that they have with each other, which is called their pair identity, and one as an individual, which is called their personal identity. Hmm. So us non-twins only have a personal identity, but twins have been shown to have like a distinct other identity. Weird. I feel like the three of us have developed a pair identity. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Which yeah. is now released <laughs> unto the world, so you're welcome, yeah. everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about it. It's so true. Uh, the, this was interesting. The occurrence of twins has been on the rise in Western countries due to reproductive technologies like in vitro. Mm-hmm. And yep. also having babies later in life, which I guess Ooh. raises your chances of having twins. Oh, good God. Interesting. I know we're all in trouble. Oh, oh God. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Twins also run in my family, like, generationally, and so my mom very giddily reminds me that I'm due. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're not. You're definitely having twins. It better be a boy and a girl. 
If it's two boys, you guys, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'll circumcise take one I don't and girls. don't circumcise the other just to fuck with them later. My children will that not be great. circumcised. <laughs> Period. I don't want to wait. I'm against it, but then the whole Jewish thing and I don't know. I don't want to weigh in right now. I don't want to think Jewish about enough. it. Foreskin is repulsive to me in general. I don't understand <laughs> it. Fine. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. As long as you're hygienic and yeah, just uh, clean your no, dick. As a, I can't. Just clean your dick. Clean and then your also dick. like as someone who is who does not have a penis and who only that you know sees penises <laughs> when they are erect. Yeah, mostly. you can't tell the difference. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I I I go through phases where I Google uncircumcised penis Why? to try to understand, <laughs> like, the physics, like, where it's attached. You, I don't get it. You've been with one. No, I haven't. He thought he was oh. uncircumcised. I informed him that, in fact, he was, and he had to call his <laughs> mother to confirm this. That, in fact, he was circumcised? Yeah, he was like, Mom, am I circumcised? And she's like, yeah. And he was yeah, like, his mind ass. was blown. So um, there, I'm the next time, The next time you're Googling foreskins, might I suggest you wander over to a website or a Google search called Dicks in Heels? Oh, it's literally penises shoved into high heel shoes. It's incredible. This episode well, brought to you, you by... Go. Dixonheels.edu.org. Penisquestions.edu.org. <laughs> so many. I would break oh the server. God. Okay. Twin behaviors, while they differ depending on the type of twin, like if it's a fraternal twin, an identical twin, etc., are uncanny, especially when it comes to identical twins. So I did some research on this particular case that these girls were on Good Morning America earlier this year. There was a set mm-hmm. of twins who were born in China and adopted out to two different families. And neither of the families knew that the girls had an identical twin out there. They -hmm. both happened to be adopted by families in the U.S. One was in Washington, one was in Wisconsin. Uh, The mother Mm -hmm. of one of the girls discovered this while she was looking through her daughter's adoption papers with the intention of, like, putting together a scrapbook about her life for her, like, 10th birthday or whatever. And she she Mm -hmm. found this photo of the the girl's uh, foster mother back in China, and she was holding an identical baby. (gasps) So the mom was like, oh, "Oh my God, she's a twin. So she did some Googling and, like, reached out to the adoption agency and whatever and found this identical twin and um, found where she was living, contacted the family, whatever. Even though the girls had never interacted in their first 10 years of their lives, they both wore the exact same glasses. They both loved the same subjects in school. They both played sports. They both loved the same specific foods. Like they're both of There's their. There's f- no such thing as free will. There's no free will. Everything is neurological. Everything is just neurons firing in our brains, <laughs> and we are slaves to science. I mean, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that is, which we will never understand. Um, here was the weirdest part. Both wore their hair straight in a ponytail and on the right side of their heads. That's so crazy. Love it. Uh, when I was yeah. doing my research, I found this ridiculously crazy story about um, twin 
men who were also adopted out to different families, but they had, like, the same name from their adoptive <laughs> families or something. What? And then they also, like, married a, their wives had the same name and, like, their they named, like, their son the same name. Oh, my God. It was so God. weird. That is so That's awesome. So crazy. I'm trying to find it, but I don't think I can find it. Um, yeah. So I, but wa- I swear it's real. There's, like, a 12-minute clip of these girls reuniting for the first time since infancy live on Good Morning America. Good God. While Matt Lauer tried to, like, grope them from a fucking No, thank God Matt Lauer wasn't in this segment, I don't think. Fuck that guy. Oh, but I watched it twice last night in a row. I was just crying the whole time. I cried a lot yesterday. I I saw three billboards (laughs) outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, my God, it's so fucking good. But I just cried most of the time. Good, good for you. Anyway, I'll send you this link if you want to watch it. Oh. It's so fucking oh, good, oh. you guys. Okay. Anyway, that's my segment. Woo! Oh, well, that is, that's a lot. That's really cool background. Mm-hmm. I'm digging that. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, before we get to my case, we want to shout out uh, our sponsor, Talkspace. Love Talkspace. If you feel like... You either have an evil twin or becoming the evil twin. (laughs) You might need tax base. For sure, you need tax base. If you're feeling evil in (laughs) any capacity, it's time to talk to a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Accurate. So Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy, affordable, and convenient. Convenient as hell. uh, For you to talk to... uh, a quality licensed therapist, basically. It's all yep. legit. They got all the fucking yep. signed frame diplomas on the wall that you They're would licensed expect. in mm-hmm. your state, also, yep. importantly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can talk to them about anything. So uh, feeling an evil twin, feelings of persecution, feelings mm-hmm. of yep. uh, duplication, Maybe Dan's pissing you off. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe that's just maybe me. Maybe Dan is being a fucker and hasn't proposed yet. Uh, <laughs> that's not really what we talk about. But, sure. You know, maybe. Oh, general anxiety. I mean, I joined because mm-hmm. I just have, I'm just an anxious person. And yep. when I lost my job, I just, I wanted, I, I needed a, a, another perspective to like mm-hmm. kind of bring mm-hmm. myself down. It's so easy to wind yourself up and just get so in your own head. And especially mm-hmm. in my particular case, layoffs, I was, you know, like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? I felt like I mm-hmm. lost a really important part of my identity and it took a while and a lot of talking to my talk space therapist to gain that other perspective and, and look at it as, you know, this was a company wide move. I wasn't yep. singled mm-hmm. out. It, it's yes. nothing to be taken personally. I did, you know. Um, they just help give just you like, that perspective. But bi- yeah. yeah, and you, yeah, bigger than that. Even it just get, it helped me regain a lot of control over my emotions. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to let your thoughts and your anxieties and your worries dictate how you see your life and yourself. And 
it's important to keep things in perspective, and that, that was the biggest thing that helped me with my talks-based therapist. Yeah. And, and you get matched with a therapist based on what those needs are, based on, like, what your journey is in the present moment and what your goals are. Um, if you are experiencing issues with anxiety or generalized depression, you'll be matched with somebody who is proficient in that uh that area yeah. you I think they have um, access to addiction counselors if you are an abuse survivor or an assault survivor yes. sexual assault you can absolutely uh, be referred to a psychologist who's going to be um, or sorry a therapist who's going to be uh, working in that field and just like any other traditional therapy sometimes that match is perfect the first time sometimes it's not mm-hmm. um, but you can count on Talkspace to continue to rematch you as much as they can with therapists that are available in your area um, so try to be patient sometimes that process can take a little while the three of us are just a little blessed we've gotten yeah. really lucky with our with our matches um, but keep at it it's really important that you get matched with somebody who works for you and be vocal if that's not you know, if it's not going well, mm-hmm. make sure that Talkspace works for you to get it yeah. right. And anytime and they do you're give finding you- a therapist, it, it does take a little while to, to get the perfect thing, usually. With traditional therapy, mm-hmm. that's really an awkward process because you have to, mm-hmm. like, break up with your therapist in person. But with Talkspace, you can mm-hmm. just send an email and be like, you know what? I want to try someone else. No, so I, I want to see other yeah. people. And they do give you an option. They, they do give you three options when you first start out, and you can read their profiles and pick which one you think would work the best for you. Mm-hmm. So there is some flexibility at that stage, too. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a really smart service. It just makes so much sense. It's like so much better than traditional therapy, I think. I just I just love them. I just think it mm-hmm. just makes so much yeah. sense. So yeah. go check it. out talkspace.com forward slash gals. That will get you thirty dollars off your first month. Um, it's it's yeah. more affordable than traditional therapy and it's more convenient. So definitely check out Talkspace. Okay. Well, my case, uh Uncharacteristically, I went for a very lighthearted case. Thank Ooh. God. Yeah. Yeah, thank God. Because uh, I feel like the last few episodes, my little have dark. Been particularly dark. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we needed I a needed break from a bit hate of- crimes. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I just needed something a little bit easier to handle. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all did. So, um, mine uh, this week is an oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. And also, I picked it for the names Thank of God. the people involved. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Albert Ebenezer Fox and his identical twin brother, Ebenezer Albert Fox. Shut up! <laughs> I love this so much already. Good lord. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, I bet the yeah, DMV so had fun with those two. Mm. <laughs> Total new meaning to an heir and a spare. They were like, <laughs> I don't know, I really like these names. <laughs> it reminds me um, of that the guy we knew in China who was named Zhang Yi and his brother was Zhang R, which means Zhang yeah. 1 and Zhang 2. Amazing. Yeah, Sun <laughs> 1 and Sun 2. Yeah, Sun 1 and Sun it's 2. Perfect. <laughs> Incredible. I actually... I knew um, some kids that were, uh, I think, Nigerian, and um, 
it was a son and daughter, and their names were Korlakai and Korlakor, mm-hmm. which means first son and first daughter. I love it. Amazing. Okay. Not super so, creative, uh, but it's pretty. Yeah, but it works. It's traditional. It's fine. So Albert Ebenezer and Ebenezer Albert were quite the troublemakers. Mm. And maker troubles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Um, They were born to parents Henry and Charlotte Fox at Simmons Green in 1857. Oh, my God. Are we in England? Obviously, this is in England. Yeah, knew it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking so, knew it I should have known at Ebenezer that we were in England <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> did he so hate Christmas again, <laughs> yeah he fucking hated Christmas <laughs> um, uh, and the other one had a, a pierced penis so it's fine <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> but he was circumcised so okay. Lucy was okay with it <laughs> yeah. I'm not not okay. You do you. I just don't get it. Like okay, <laughs> okay. I don't get it. Okay, let's keep okay. going. <laughs> so once again, for you geography buffs, uh, Simmons Green is a neighborhood of Stevenage. It is east of Poinders End and St. Ippolitz. It is north of Old Nebworth. Nebworth. What? <laughs> West of the adorable little village of Nasty. Oh my god. <laughs> what? N A S T Y? Yep. <laughs> and just south of Little Womenly. Oh, I want to live there. What? Yep. She's handsome yep. in a Little Womenly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my favorite part about picking English cases is going on Google Maps and picking out the bizarre town names around that area. Okay, so Albert Ebenezer and Ebenezer Albert were so identical in appearance that even their parents had to tie different color ribbons to them in order to tell them apart as children. Oh, my God, that's me as a parent. That's amazing. It's like when Michael Scott marked the arm of that waitress. I was just going to say that. The two Asian waitresses. Yeah, you couldn't I can't tell, tell them apart. apart. Oh, no. It was oh awful. God, I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. Okay. It was a Christmas um, episode. Okay. As adults, uh, go on the drive. This will be on the blog. There are photos of them. Together and in my opinion, oh uh, as adults, they look like bowler hats come to life. Oh my god! This one of them like setting bricks. Mm-hmm. They, what? Yep. They're i they're identical identical twins. Do you see the one that's like kind of like a light brown where they're not wearing hats? Um, oh, it says Stevenage they twins. They do look. Like bowl. They look like bowler hats come to life. They look like a Disney Ugh. movie where they animated a bowler hat. Yeah. They look exactly like the guys in Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah. yeah. I see mm-hmm. it. I see it. But there's also yeah. a picture of them wearing bowler hats, and it's just very yeah, I confusing. I also like it's just great. the rogue picture of a bowler hat. 
<laughs> a straw hat. <laughs> what? Oh, we'll get to the straw hat. Oh we'll get my to the God, yes. Okay. Thank God that's Actually, that's right relevant. now, we'll get to the straw hat. Okay, so the boys were born into a very respectable family. Their mother was a straw plate maker. Okay. Which is basically like braiding straw mm-hmm. to make fucking hats and uh, baskets and shit. Okay. Um, and according to Wikipedia, straw plating was very popular uh, employment in Buckinghamshire, Bedfordshire, Berkshire, and Hertfordshire. <laughs> so you had to live in a shirt to be a straw plater. And Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> um, and their father, Henry, was a small plot farmer and part-time Baptist preacher. Got to get that side hustle. Okay. Yep. So, in fact, the boys were named after the Ebenezer Chapel on... You guessed it, Albert Street. <laughs> Why aren't they creative at all? I love the it. The least unique set of <laughs> names I've ever heard in my life. Well, even though the parents weren't very creative, the boys were very creative, Uh-oh. and we will get to it. Okay, so the twins uh, didn't do much to edify the Fox name. By age 11, they were getting into mischief, primarily illegal small game poaching. Badass. Badass. Okay. Catching rats. <laughs> the rat catchers. So. The rat catching twins of Worcestershire, England. <laughs> nasty. Of womanly. <laughs> Nearby nasty. Um, so in England at the time, there were strict uh, game laws, which prevented individuals from hunting small games such as deer, rabbits, pheasant, waterfowl, fish, and probably other things, but I don't know anything about game, <laughs> um, on <laughs> privately owned lands. Okay. Okay. The only problem was almost all land was privately owned by the aristocracy. Mm. Um, and the aristocrats. The aristocracy. The aristocrats <laughs> only hunted for sport, mm. like, you know, a few times a year or whatever. And the local villagers, uh, meanwhile, were struggling to, like, feed their families. Yeah. ASLs. Um, yeah, so there were, like, bad harvests or, like, drops in the price of grain and local farmers were like starving and then all these like rich fucks had a ton of land with like you know bambi running around and the local villagers couldn't were touch like, it well yeah mm-hmm. yeah not mm-hmm. allowed to touch it because it was their hobby mm-hmm. for the aristocratic class sound familiar yeah um i feel it i feel it okay so um G.W.M. Reynolds, no idea who that is, but some author, wrote, uh, (laughs) The Game Laws. Never was a more atrocious monopoly than that which reserves the use of certain birds of the air or animals of the earth to a small and exclusive class. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, so people did not like the game laws. I liked your accent, though. Thank you. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, the offense of night poaching could carry a sentence of up to a year's hard labor. Oh. Uh, along with fines. Okay. Mm-hmm. But because meat was prohibitively expensive and um, there was like all this wild game running around uh, nearby, poaching was extremely tempting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Farmers were like, fuck that. I'm getting that bamboo. 
Yeah, I'm, get, I'm gonna go get some fucking rabbits and Lord Bumblefuck can piss off. <laughs> Lord Bumblefuck. <laughs> Lord Bumblefuck of Nasty. Lord and Lady Bumblefuck of Nasty. <laughs> Presenting their daughters, Albert Ebenezer and Ebenezer Albert. <laughs> the young bowler hats. Okay, so by the age of 11, the twins were already setting illegal snares and gin traps, which are not what I want I would have fallen for a gin trap. <laughs> yeah, I, I still fall for a gin trap. Every but, time. It's a champagne um, trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, they, these are like old-timey cartoon animal traps. Like if you picture like a cartoon thing where somebody steps in a like a bear trap mm-hmm. and is like ow whatever that's and is like ow <laughs> but only if they say like ow every bone in my foot is crushed like ow <laughs> the more i struggle the tighter it comes <laughs> you guys science right oh okay, sorry so madison <laughs> Okay, so they're poaching. So they start at age 11, setting these traps, and then they're poaching just snowballs from there, okay? they It's like their passion in life. They fucking love it. So It's a depressing passion. Interestingly, <laughs> <laughs> the, the fox boys were popular with local farmers because their traps could catch foxes. Mm. So the fox boys were hunting foxes. Oh, my God, is this a prequel to Foxcatcher? This is the most <laughs> redundant story I've ever heard. I love it. Albert Ebenezer and um, Ebenezer Albert Fox were catching foxes outside of Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Okay, so the local farmers liked them because they could prevent the loss of livestock, but um, they were the bane of the existence of local gamekeepers who were employed by the landed gentry class. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay, so fucking gentry. Together, together the Fox brothers racked up over 200 convictions for poaching and had over 50 guns confiscated over the course of their lifetime. What you want? What you want? What you gonna do when Sheriff John Brown come for you? When the gentry come round for you? I fucking love cops so much. You guys, that full okay. song, the full song, was on the XM 90s station yesterday. Oh. It's horrible. So yeah, it's terrible. No! So good. It The Whatever. cops part is good, but the whole song as it was played on the radio in, like, 1991 is fucking awful. of their, like, sort of laid-back rapping is like, meh, 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 meh. Yep. For just the whole song. <laughs> Sounds manageable. I like it. It's right in your vocal register. You're perfect for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Flat that vocal registry. <laughs> Flat and androgynous. Yeah, but what um, you lack okay. in pitch, you more than make up for in enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Should you hear this girl sing Lady Gaga? It is and an experience. Effort. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Braxton. B minus for okay. effort. 
<laughs> okay, so they got they racked up 200 <sighs> convictions, but this conviction record would have been much higher if it weren't for their unique and ingenious alibi system. Yes, twins. Something tells me <laughs> ingenious <laughs> yeah. could be a stretch. They swapped so, their names. <laughs> So the brothers (laughs) made sure to never go poaching together. Mm. While one was out breaking the law, the other would be sure to be in a public place (laughs) with lots of witnesses. Oh my God, yes. I actually really like that idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then, if the poaching brother was observed or even caught, because the two were so identical, it was impossible, or nearly impossible, for police to conclusively ID the culprit. Oh, my God. Was this in, like, times before fingerprinting? Because twins have, identical twins still have unique fingerprints. This is the most cartoonish plot. And we will get to it. Oh, thank God. Okay, so was the poacher Albert Ebenezer or Ebenezer Albert? (laughs) We'll never Um, know. (laughs) They had to be sure because you couldn't send an innocent man to prison for the crimes committed by his brother. Mm. So sometimes uh, they would get off thanks to identification errors made by the police. Mm -hmm. And if it could be proved that the original charge sheet had been written up accidentally in the name of the opposite brother, (laughs) then the actual culprit would get off on a technicality. This sounds like an administrative nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Like the poor, I'm imagining Roz from Monsters, Inc., but like the British version. (laughs) Just working in whatever police office there is trying to work on this case, being like, fucking, are you kidding me? God damn. Sucking down cigarettes. Idiot cops can't get these fucking twins right. They didn't even have typewriters. No. God damn it. Everything's handwritten. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. Poor Roz. Prosecutors were often hard pressed to know for sure whether they had the correct brother in the dock. Um, but it's said that on those occasions where the wrong brother actually ended up convicted, uh, both brothers handled it philosophically. After all, it worked both ways. <laughs> so, like, sometimes if it got to the point where one was convicted, they would just, like, take well, it in stride we because it, it probably happened the yeah. other way around we, as well. We did commit a crime, so I guess we'll just take our I mean, it's time. a wash at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I guess I'll do 10 months hard labor, even though it was my brother that time, mm-hmm. because he did 10 months hard labor another time. Mm-hmm. They probably for forgot, me. like, lost track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when they weren't poaching, the brothers occasionally held down legal jobs, including helping to build uh, the Stevenage police station <clears throat> uh, that would soon serve as their very jail cell. <laughs> Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) So that picture of them, like, laying bricks or whatever, or, like, cement blocks, that's them building the police station, and then (laughs) they would, like, often be housed in the jail cell. (laughs) They're like, God damn it, why did we do such a good job? (laughs) Yeah. So, still, despite their numerous exploits, the Fox Brothers were fairly popular characters with local law enforcement who seemingly admired their creativity and wit when it came to evading justice. Mm. (laughs) So, on one occasion, Ebenezer Albert, although some reports claim it was Albert Ebenezer... Natch. 
<laughs> um, was caught poaching in Hitch Wood in the middle of the night, but when he addressed the court at trial, uh, he held aloft a Baptist hymn book and protested that he had been there in the woods at midnight merely polishing up his hymn singing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and people would fall for it. People, well, they just were charming. Yeah. That's basically. my new excuse just, for everything. I was practicing my hymns. I was practicing my hymns. Practicing my hymns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were peeing in public. No. no, I was polishing my hymns. Uh-huh. <laughs> to the tune of my hymns. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um, so this excuse produced a round of hearty laughter from the magistrates and a lighter sentence. Mm. Oh, you. Get out of yeah. here. Skedaddle. You scam. You scam. <laughs> yeah, they, you rascal. They just, they just liked them. They were just charismatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, the brothers were also fearless. Uh, they were caught poaching on the magistrate's own land Ooh, on multiple occasions. And uh, the lady of the house Ooh. even agreed to pay Albert, quote, one sovereign a week and a brace of pheasants <laughs> to stay away. A whole brace? Ooh, an entire sovereign week. A whole brace? My, how generous. (laughs) 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 But Ebenezer did not feel bound by the same agreement as his brother. So basically, they were paying one brother to stay away from poaching there, and the other brother was like, Uh dope. I like these guys. I like them. They know. They they know how to leverage their identical twinness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it didn't take long for their exploits to earn them notoriety. Uh, They began making national and even international headlines and were once featured by the New York Times in 1913. Wow. They've made it. They made it. New York Times, you can totally feature us. It's fine. Yep. Um, <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> this time. Pay me a brace okay. of pheasants and I'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs> um, allegedly, one time, King Edward VII. I hope I'm reading those no- Roman numerals correctly. <laughs> Is it a V? Um, and, and two, then two eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah, it's that you got seven. It. Nailed it. Yeah. You got Woo! it. The seventh. Um, then Prince of Wales. Kenyon has a hard time his... reading an analog clock. She's I can't. 30 years old. Hey, she has one I bad have eye. A learning disability. There's definitely something to do with numbers that my brain doesn't calculate. Hi, There's Sam. something. Yeah. Whatever. I'm pretty Literally. sure I'm the computer laughed at me when I had to take my math placement test when I re-enrolled in school. I could hear the computer subtly laughing. It's like, well, suck it, because I only need stats for my psych undergrad, so y'all can just go eat my butt. Uh, stats doesn't have a lot of math. You're fine, actually. I, okay. Yeah, I'll be all right. It's fine. Okay, so... King Edward VII, then Prince of Wales, uh, had his car break down in the area once, and while it was being repaired, he sought out the twins to regale him with stories of their exploits. (laughs) Amazing. Um, 
Apparently, it wasn't difficult to find them uh, because Ebenezer was apparently a bit of a drunk <laughs> and a regular at the Inn Tavern. I love him so much. Whilst, <laughs> yeah, Ebenezer's definitely the cold. <laughs> Whilst Albert was known as a good-natured humorist. What does that even mean? Like he's funny? A drunk. Yeah, so what? So Albert was the funny one, and Ebenezer was the, drunk like the one. angry drunk. <laughs> but like together, they were this podcast. Oh my god! Yes. I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, god! This is like the original so, podcast. Yeah, the palace combined. So, they produced a podcast about mm-hmm. true crime. So good. Okay, and reportedly the prince was. Quote, highly amused. Mm. <laughs> okay, so like any self-respecting crime duo, uh, they had a moniker. Uh, so rather than being known as the Fox Twins, they began to be known as the Twin Foxes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Cool twist. I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And about a hundred years later, a pub in Stevenage would be named after we them. We have to go. The Twin Foxes. What? We yeah, have to go. Live yeah. show. Live show. Live show. Live show. Live show. Coming at you live from so Nasty. <laughs> nasty. We are. If we have any listeners in Nasty, please email us. Yeah. Uh, Send us a postcard. List item. Do a live <laughs> recording from Nasty England. Uh, our friend Scott and I took a road trip around rural Iowa like a decade ago. We went to mm-hmm. Fertile and mm-hmm. Manly. Mm. <laughs> yep. Took yep. so many photos by the water tower. Yep. So good. Such a good Nasty's trip. way better. <clears throat> okay. So, you might think that this case is just a good bit of harmless fun, but ultimately not very important. However, you would be wrong. (laughs) The irksome identification problems that police faced when attempting to charge the twin foxes led to the advent of a new forensic technique and one that would change the world fingerprinting. Yo. This was the first fingerprinting case? Yo. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. So, in 1904, Sir Edward Henry, the commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, invented the Henry Fingerprinting Classification System. Perfect. Which is a mouthful. And uh, he used the Fox twins to prove that an individual, even an identical twin, could still be identified by fingerprints alone. Damn. Yep. And then somewhat sadly, from then on, uh, the twin foxes, uh, you know, identity muddling defense in court wouldn't work. So that was kind of of the end of their whole shtick. Payday's over, Um, boys. Go back to starving. Go back to building prisons. Yeah, and then living inside them. Oh, God. Yeah. So that is the Fox Twins. That is Albert Ebenezer and Ebenezer Albert. That's amazing. Were they locked up, like, forever then? They were locked up for a while, but they lived to be, like, 68 and 79 Which is old in 1904. Yeah, yeah. So they had long lives, and, you know, I think they, they made the most of them while they could. <laughs> yeah. 
I love them. They're my new heroes. Uh, yeah, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> Good job. That was awesome. Thanks. Thanks. I wanted lighthearted. Um, we are so excited to shout out our new sponsor, Lola. So, did you guys realize that the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their pads and tampons, so most of them just don't? That's insane. God only knows what's in there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Ooh. Ugh. Uh, their products, no, no. and they might also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. I don't know mm. about you, but that doesn't sound good for something nope. that I use in the mm-hmm. form of a tampon. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lola products are 100% organic con- cotton, so you always know what you're working with. Mm. And Lola can make your month a little bit easier, which we could all definitely Mm -hmm. use, um, because it is a subscription service that is fully customizable. So that means you can choose your mix of products, um, your perfect mix of absorbency, heavy, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) intense, super, (laughs) super Um, plus. (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you, super plus. (laughs) Your number of boxes and uh, the frequency of delivery. Um, and then Lola's subscription is also really flexible, unlike my body. So you can uh, change, <laughs> skip, or cancel at any time um, because you know your body best. Mm-hmm. And Lola will give you four ways to tailor your subscription to perfectly fit your needs. And like we said, those four ways are essentially you get to pick your products, you get to pick the assortment of those products. So if the beginning of your flow is really light, you only need a couple of those light day tampons, you put those in the box. If the majority of your flow is heavy, you can pick more of the heavy tampons. When you go to the store to buy the box, even the assortment box is a rigid number of what product each is included. Yep, I hate Um, that. So you get to change the quantity of those products, you get to change the assortment of those products, you pick those products right out of the gate, and then you get to choose the frequency of delivery to your home. This company is also founded by women for women, which is pretty on brand for us wine and crime gals. Uh We we love supporting anything that is uh, female-led in this way. And for 60% off of your first order, you just visit www.mymy.com my Lola, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com, and enter our promo code GALS when you check out. That gets you all subscribed and you get 60% off your first order. That's awesome. So yeah, that's head to mylola.com. I love it. Um, also, they sent us some samples and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. These bad boys are awesome. They're like the luxury vehicle Cadillac of tampons. (laughs) I feel like Beyonce on your period. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. I am super great. (laughs) MyLola.com, promo code GALS. Okay. What evil twins you got? Oh, these two are. (laughs) These two are nuts and not nearly as charismatic as the twins' boxes. (laughs) Um, if they don't have redundant first and middle names, I'm leaving. No, but their names are creepy. You'll love it. Um, (laughs) This creep show also hails from across the pond. We are discussing identical twins, Ursula and Sabina Erickson, born in Vomlensfeden. Oh, for God's sake. I've heard of them. I know who these bitches are. Oh, there's a video that will be on the blog. Oh, my God. Fuck yes literally crazy ladies. So very little is known about the girls growing up, but some reports have suggested a pretty isolated life in poor conditions. 
They also have one older brother that they grew up with, but I don't know anything about him, and he is irrelevant to the story. Like most <laughs> men. Um, Her story. In her adulthood, had moved to the States, as in the United States, and the two (laughs) twins were living apart and somewhat estranged, but seemingly in good health, both in relationships, just living their lives. Sabina had been living in Ireland with her significant other and their, I think, two children. And after many years of not seeing each other, Ursula, who is referred to as the unstable twin... Yeah, her name's Ursula. (laughs) Came to visit Sabina in Ireland, and the two became immediately inseparable. Not long into Ursula's visit, things took a weird turn, and the duo suddenly disappeared. What? They hopped a local bus set for Liverpool, England. Jolly old. Mm. Beatles. (laughs) But were near nearby nasty. Destined for nasty. (laughs) But we're acting incredibly strange during the bus ride. One publication described it as, quote, hooting and hollering as though their team had lost, but I wouldn't know how to relate to that because sports. (laughs) But also, the number of times I've been shushed on public transportation. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Um, I know. I shudder to think what a publication would describe my behavior as. Oh, my God. Let's just try to avoid any situation where a publication would have to describe our behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just try our best. Um, Their odd behavior inevitably got them kicked off of the bus at a service station on the M6, which is a busy highway running nearly the entire length of the UK and passing right between Mm -hmm. Liverpool and Manchester. The bus driver suspected drugs because they were just acting cray. And they were clutching their luggage for dear life, like not allowing anyone to touch it, even to assist them getting off the bus. Um, And not yet to their intended destination, the two begin walking down the M6 just on the side of the road. And, ladies, the only perspective I can give you is, like, this was busier than, like, 394. Like, it's a really huge, wide highway. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Damn. So they're walking down the side of the road, and they start actively disrupting traffic. They're literally running into the road and causing massive traffic jams and accidents as drivers attempt to avoid them. Oh, my God. And most of this was actually captured on camera because of a reality Mm -hmm. show being filmed that week that was following (laughs) the UK's Highways Agency Traffic Officers, which basically sounds like the most boring and most Uh. British version of cops ever. Yeah. I'm not going to... Oh, sorry, right to you. Exactly. Bad lads, what you gonna... Bad lads. (laughs) (laughs) Bad blokes, what you gonna... Bad blokes. I'm not going to play what are you going to do? for you guys now because the audio really does nothing, but I have a link to it um, in my notes here, and then mm-hmm. maybe we can add it to the blog because you should really watch yeah. it. It's super crazy. I think I've, I think I've seen it. I have seen it. It's fucking ridiculous. Totally insane. Totally nuts. <laughs> when officers arrived to assist the twins, Ursula ran all the way across both directions of highway, managing to dodge traffic. But Sabina was hit by a small car. Police attempted to collect them off the side of the road, asking them questions about why the fuck they're running into traffic, etc. And Mm -hmm. they appeared to be calming down and complying with police when all of a sudden Sabina bolts back into the road, 
getting hit by a Volkswagen Polo that knocked her so hard she crushed the windshield and dented the top of the car before hitting the road. Oh, no. And this is all on tape. All on tape. All of it. And Ursula was hit by a Mercedes-Benz Actros truck. I've never heard of it, but whatever. She was hit again? Yeah, they both ran back into the road. They were both hit again by traffic. Ursula... Uh, had both of her legs crushed. So both of her legs are broken. She's not able to run off. But, um, and then uh, Sabina, who like destroyed a windshield of a car, is lying in the street unconscious. Okay. Oh my God. And meanwhile, the producers of British are like, this is gold. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Police get Ursula off the road. She has the broken legs. They're tending to her injuries. And then other police responders are going to check on Sabina, who's still knocked out. She's in the street. And they're starting to move her when she jolts awake and begins attacking law enforcement that are attempting to help her. And now, remember, she has just sustained a massive hit from a car. This is like. Fast and furious car accident recovery bullshit. She has, like, superhuman strength. And all the police on the scene think she's on drugs because she's so fucking strong and she's so fast. And it literally takes six people to take her down and put her in handcuffs. Jesus fucking Christ. And she's, like, running all over the road. There's, like, a... It looks like a bit. Like, it's so fucking funny, this one part, where it's, like, this lady cop trying to chase this insane blonde woman just, like, around the street. And the lady (laughs) cop is like, "Uh, ma'am, we're trying to help you. Like, in the most British fucking way possible. Mom. Um, Yeah, I expect, like, some clown music playing in the background. Like, Like, while they're running around the road. So I'll I'll edit that video for re-release on YouTube with the proper backup noise. Please do. Um, Both twins survive all of this madness. Ursula, again, the one with the broken legs, who is supposed to be the evil twin, is taken to the hospital. And Sabina is taken to the police station. They put her on, like, an automatic 24-hour hold. She was also charged with, um, like, assaulting a police officer and trespassing. But I guess in the U.K. that isn't as, you know, intense of a charge (laughs) as it is here because she's released the next day. So were they on drugs? There's, you'll get there. Okay. So Sabina, uh, she's released from the police station uh, after only being held for like 24 hours. And she wanders into the local town of Fenton, which I assume is just north of Nasty. Yeah, <laughs> nearby Nasty. She meets yeah. two men who are walking their dog, and the three strike up a conversation. Sabina gives her version of events, leaving out almost everything except that she is there because of an accident and waiting for her sister to get out of the hospital. And says she has no place to stay. One of the two, Glenn Hollinshead, who apparently is a doctor. I didn't really read that much about him because I'm an asshole. um, Offered to take her in for the night and let her crash on his couch and get her back to the hospital the next day to see his sister. Her sister, sorry. Yeah, bad idea. But, well. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually my predator red flags fly up in situations like this. Like, oh, he's going to do something bad to you. But... Everything I read about this guy, which was very little, once again, um, said that he was super sweet, gentle, and that this was, like, very typical of him. He worked in uh, the me- the medical field, and he always wanted to help wherever he could. So there were, Also, like, some- if, she, if we already have identified the fucking insane one, the yeah. odds of her encountering another insane one are pretty low. Oh, I meant, I meant never take in a crazy well, right. person. 
but oh, it I goes thought you meant on ways. her part. It go. No. I meant on her part. Kenyon meant on his part. But I, it applies to yeah. both. Like, yeah, don't definitely. take in a stranger because one or the other could definitely, you know, hurt you. There should be some sort of vetting process, yeah. not just yeah. oh, you pet my dog and you gave me this crazy story. Come sleep on my couch. God damn it. Yeah. So the next morning, she sleeps over. The next morning, in another of the most British turns of events ever, Glenn <laughs> realizes he is out of tea, and he needs tea for his guests. <laughs> so he steps out. How did I let it house. get to this point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How could things get this bad? <laughs> he goes to his neighbor's house. He borrows some tea bags to bring back and make tea for Sabina because he's a British gentleman. Oh, my God. When he returns to his home, he is greeted by a crazed Sabina wielding a knife from his kitchen. Oh, my God. She stabs him five times (gasps) in his own home, killing him. What? She killed him? He was getting you tea, bitch. Yep. Oh, no. It gets crazier, you guys. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, shit. She then... When does the poaching come in? There's no poaching. None. Poaching? (laughs) She then flees his home, but not before grabbing a hammer from his toolbox, Ick. Oh, which no. she is beating herself over the head with while <gasps> running around town. What At, the fuck? Uh, yep. I thought Ursula was the crazy one. Well, we'll get to that. Oh At one God. point, a man that. tried to stop her and take the hammer, but she knocked him out with a piece of roofing that she apparently also had been carrying in her other hand. What so she had like, the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Police and paramedics catch up with Sabina and chase her all the way to a bridge from which Sabina jumped off, falling 40 feet to the road below, (gasps) but she still fucking survived. These are like unkillable women. It's like, yeah, This bitch is nuts. Yep. She landed on a roadway 40 feet below. Yep. Oh, oh my God! My yep. God. The lifelong back problems you would have for real. I can't. Oh, the ankles. Oh my God! So <laughs> Sabina was charged with murder on September 11th, 2008, and sentenced to five years in prison. However, five. Well, that's it. But you'll see why. Just stay with me here. Okay. Due to her mental state, the charges had been changed from murder to manslaughter, for which she pleaded guilty. So she got a limited, like a reduced sentencing because A, she pleaded guilty, and B, she uh, was now charged with manslaughter instead of murder. And she had that whole, like, diminished responsibility thing that the UK has. Yeah. Um, At no point during her interrogation or during the trial did she explain her actions, only replying, quote, no comment to extensive police questioning. Um, Both twins had been given. Or had been, like, uh, they had performed toxicology, like, reports. They'd taken blood from both twins. No trace of any kind of drugs or alcohol in their system. None. Oh, my yep. God. Oh, my So God. there are some theories that, uh, oh the, that the courts kind of brought to the table with the use of modern psychology, which is exciting. Um, (laughs) Both the prosecution and defense claim that Sabina was insane at the time of the killing, although she was sane at the time of her trial. The defense counsel in the trial claimed that Sabina was a secondary sufferer of foil à deux, which is French for madness of two. Whatever. I don't care. Which is French for madness of two, which is a psychiatric (laughs) syndrome in which symptoms of a delusional belief and sometimes hallucinations are transmitted from one individual to another. 
We should make a whole episode on uh, that. There's a wine called sure. Folia de or Folia Foil Trois. Foil a Trois. Thank you. Um, their theory was that Sabina's behavior was influenced by the presence of her twin sister, Ursula, who they believed to be the primary sufferer. The court also heard that she had suffered from a rare psychiatric disorder, which made her hear voices, but could not interpret what they said, as well as an alternative theory that she had suffered from acute polymorphic delusional disorder. I don't even know what that is. Um, The plea of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility was accepted at Nottingham Crown Court on September 2nd, 2010. That's when Sabina was sentenced to five years in prison, but having already spent 439 days in custody before sentencing... This left her eligible for release in 2011, and I believe she was. Oh, my God. And in prison, she turned to Christianity, and both twins are out in the world living normal lives, but apart, because apparently they make themselves insane when they're together. I'm not sure where. I'm not sure where they are today. So Uh, backing up just a smidge. Yeah. They grew up together and then moved apart from each other as adults, and they were totally normal up until that point. And then Correct. the minute they came back together, mm-hmm. they went within fucking a week, insane. Within a week of their reunion, they went totally insane. Wow. And that it's very possible so that both weird. of them had been suffering from some sort of mental illness leading up until then, but it was undiagnosed and unreported because they were just, like, living quiet lives with their families. You know, they weren't committing crimes yeah. or doing anything out of the ordinary, and then they come back together and it, like... Spiraled. Yeah, it spiraled. Like one just enraged the other or something. But yeah, they they the video is insane. Like these women are losing their minds running into the street. Yeah. Well, it yeah. reminded me of like deer. When you hit a deer with a car or like a yeah. deer is freaked out, yeah. they just keep running. Yeah. Into walls or windows yeah. or traffic or whatever. Yeah, it's like they had no control over their thought process. Like they were just scrambling in fear. Ooh, I burped. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's my story. We should totally do. That's so good. So good. I I didn't remember the rest of it. I just remembered the running into traffic Mm -hmm. part. I didn't remember the uh, murder. Yeah, the murder. Yeah, I didn't know about the murder. The foil and do. Is that this man, this photo? <laughs> oh. huh? Yeah, he's very, like, sweet and gentle looking. And then, yeah, yeah if you look at the... Oh, he was just I have tea. some stills of them, like, literally running into traffic. You can see how insanely busy this road is, just looking at these pictures. Jesus. And then, yeah, they're kind of... Yeah. These women are oh, a little scary looking. They have, like, a very severe brow line and cheekbones. Yeah. And yeah. then, like... Enormous British noses. No, Sorry, Swedish noses. Swedish. Yeah. Enormous Swedish noses. One of them is wearing a red visor and red coat, yep. and the other one is wearing green. Yep. Like they're trying to be opposite. Yep. Or it's very, oh. very Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Sabine, Sabina, I think, is the one in the red. And Ursula is the one in the green, I believe, in that photo. If I remember the video correctly. That is so fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah we definitely need to have an episode on shared psychosis so good. at some point. Because it's so crazy. Yup. Yeah, that's my story. And yeah, good go job. check out the video. It'll be up on the blog. Or a link to it will be on the blog. It'll be so good. Nice. Yeah, check it out. Love that. All right. 
So uh, before we get to special thanks this week, we have something to butt plug. Mm -hmm. My favorite Mm. part of the show, butt plugs. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, we will be at CrimeCon yes. in Nashville. We're so Woo-hoo. excited. I kind of wish it was in, like, February when it's really cold and I can be escaping yeah. cold. But knowing it's Minnesota, we're going to get snow in May anyway, so it'll still be great. Yeah. It'll so be excited. great. Yeah, it might still be cold in May. You might still be able to escape Love it. Love it. So it's going to be, the f- I think, the first weekend in yep. May. The 4th right? through 6th. Yep. The fourth, fifth, and sixth mm-hmm. in May in Nashville. Nashty and, um, Nashville. In, in January, we will be releasing our uh, promo code that you can buy tickets mm-hmm. with, and that promo code uh, really supports the show. I.e., if you don't use that promo code to buy tickets, we have to pay for our hotel room and our flights, and we don't got that kind of cash. Yeah, we're spending so, a lot to get Kenyon here and get all of us to Nashville, and if we get enough people that use our code to purchase tickets, we get reimbursed for a large portion of our travel expenses, which is really mm-hmm, the only way yeah. that we can afford to be there. Um, so we are, just like you guys, we know that it's an expensive trek. We are spending a lot out of pocket for this as well. Um, but if yeah. you're interested in going, it would really mean a lot to us if you could use that code. Um, and we will make it worth your while. We're going to set up some sort of like meetup. We're going to do happy hour. We're going to do all kinds of fun stuff yep. that's not just crime con mm-hmm. related. Um, but helping us get there is a huge part of supporting the show. Yeah. So crime con early May Nashville. It's going to be amazing. We're going to kind of make it my bachelorette party. You're not invited. <laughs> It's going to be so good. (laughs) It's going to be an amazing weekend, so get your asses to Nashville in May. Mm -hmm. Um, We love you so much. Okay, moving on to special thanks this week. Uh, Obviously, special thanks first and foremost to Jordan Volker and her mother, Sandy, for donating at the highest tier level and picking this week's topic. It's one of my favorite topics that we've done, so I'm like so thrilled that you guys came up with this. It was great, and it was not already on our Mm-mm. list of topics. It was like a new idea, so we're really excited. Which is shocking because so we have a massive list of yeah. topics. Massive <laughs> list. Yeah. Yeah. A little, <laughs> the majority are fucking ridiculous, and we'll never do them, but yeah. <laughs> we are going to milk this for all it's worth. We're doing all of them. Um, <laughs> but also, shout out to Cody Torkelson. Um, and C- Cody would like to shout out his or her, I'm not sure. There. Lovely wife, there. Cody would like to shout out their lovely wife, Emma, um, who is a fellow true crime buff, uh, for continuing to introduce them to new and wonderful things, including wine and crime. Aww. So shout out to Cody and Emma. You're welcome. Good job, Emma. Keep it up. Uh, also, shout out to Katie Thompson, who increased her pledge to $5 a month. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Carrie Harvin, donating at $10 a month, which gets you a free fucking patriarchy wine glass. Yeah. And those are unbreakable bests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But blech, don't blech. put them in the dishwasher. Because they are meltable. Yeah. <laughs> they won't shatter. <laughs> but they will melt. But they'll definitely melt. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Okay, so also shout out to Ashley Mothershed, who is getting a free wine glass, and that sounds British. I don't know if you're British, but Mothershed sounds really fucking British. Yeah. Also shout out to Kimberly Weekly, Kimberly Wallace, at $10 a month. You will also be getting a meltable wine glass. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stop calling them meltable. I shouldn't have said that. I don't even have a dishwasher. I haven't uh, experimented with that yet, I don't ha- but... I don't have a dishwasher I either. can only assume. So, Warpable. Yeah. Alexa Costi, also at $10 Woo-hoo! a month. Alexa. Costi. Um, Camille Cottrell. Yes. Camille Camille. Jessica <laughs> Clifford. Holy shit. Jessica, $25 a month. Thank you so much. We look forward to your wine or case pick. Yep. Yes. Send us your wine or crime uh, pairing. We also look forward to the wine or case pick of Corey Nieblas, who is giving $30 a month. And Corey would also like to shout out her friends Erica Robinson and Ashley Cameron, who are also fellow wine coven witches. Yes. We love you. FYI, our happy hour group on Facebook. We've been calling ourselves the Wine Coven. So good. Join our happy hour group. It's so much fucking fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Facebook closed group happy hour. It is so good. Mm -hmm. And um, also, we've been approved by individuals who practice Wicca as a religion to call ourselves a wine coven because it just means a small group of badass bitches. Mm -hmm. So. I love it. um, Also, shout out to Catherine Hogan for giving $50 once off via our our online store, wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Always a great option if you do not want to pledge every month. We appreciate it either way. We love you. That is our show. We love you. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air... Visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. Hello. Hello there. (laughs) I'm Georgie. I'm Kate. And we are Nothing Rhymes with Murder. Murder. Each week we hit up a new country and tell each other a true crime story from it. Usually also whilst guzzling Prosecco. Past trips have led us to the vampire of Krakow in Poland, the last witch burned in Ireland, and the boozing barber in Canada. We don't like to leave you on a downer, though, so we will give you some fun hotspots to visit also. Absolutely, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at NRWM Podcast on Twitter and Nothing Rhymes With Murder on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And remember, kids, life is a journey. Just don't let murder stop you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye then. Okay, bye bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.